Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Make sure you check out their website at Hazel Sky Online. And this next segment, first segment of the second hour, is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs. Find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for auto, home, and life. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right. Um. All right, let me because because I know Hart just a couple of them before we get. Let me talk a little bit more about <clears throat> Notre Dame and um, Wisconsin. Okay, when it comes to and it's crazy because this is kind of alluding to kind of what uh, Griffin had talked about yesterday when we had him on the show. But if you look at the programs, if you want to look at programs that are really producing offensive linemen, you start with these two programs. Notre Dame has 12 offensive linemen right now on current NFL rosters. Wisconsin has eight, okay? Uh, That lets you know that when it comes to offensive line, the way they recruit the kids, the way they coach, um, I mean, they produce the best offensive linemen in the NFL right now, in my opinion, is Q, uh, Quentin Nelson that plays for the Indianapolis Colts, I think he's the best at his position. But if you look at this game right here, this is they're going to be Notre Dame's going on their third left tackle in three or four weeks, started left tackle, and that's because they had a freshman phenom, Blake Fisher, I believe that they were leaning high on. Um, you know, no, excuse me, yeah, Blake Fisher, they were leaning high on. He's been out, so this is they're on the third starting offensive lineman, Wisconsin. I'm still shaky about Wisconsin's quarterback in the offense. If you ask me right now in this game, I would have to probably on an in Soldier Field and a neutral, both fan bases travel good. I would have to probably give a small edge to Notre Dame on this one. And I hardly ever go against Wisconsin, especially on neutral side games. But the quarterback, if that's where I think it decided, I'm going to go with a little bit more consistent quarterback in Notre Dame. What you like on this one, Arn? That's 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 funny that you say that because Wisconsin is a team that I every year I try to put them in the playoff just because they're so consistent. Right. Because of the things that you mentioned, the running game is always there. They always, if you go back and look at them historically, they always control the time of possession. Right. And the the other part of it is their quarterback for Notre Dame was actually at yes. Wisconsin last year. Yeah. So he said it's going to be. He said he's going to be a little bit weirded out by. The fact that he's looking across and seeing all the teammates that he's played with and been in with. But to your point, I think the way that Wisconsin is structured, I think this is going to be one of those games that come down to the end. But they find a way to 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 control the game where they cover it 
Okay. You know, it's five and a half, right? It's a five and a half. Well, line. I saw it. If it did, it got bet down in the last few hours because it was six and a half the last time I said six and a half, right? Yeah, six and a half Wisconsin. Yeah. That's, That's a lot of love. Right now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think Wisconsin covers that. I think okay. they do. Okay. All right. What other game did you have, Harge, on your picks for this week? What else? Did you well, have? you had you had talked about it earlier mm-hmm. in the show, talking about the Texas A and M Arkansas game. Obviously, right. you 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 were killing me and Michael Griffin and anybody else about how Arkansas just went up there and showed you what the Hogs are all about. <laughs> you know, they got up there and started moving moving weight over there, and I I firmly believe the way that. Texas A&M has had struggles thus far. You know, he's coaching up his new quarterback. He's not as uh, elusive as Haynes King is because I got a chance to watch Haynes King when he was in high school at Longview. He was a pretty talented quarterback. But I think Arkansas is working on some. Sam Pittman has got that team believing that they can conquer anything. And I got Arkansas covering the number at, oh, at okay. Jerry World because they are, are one of those teams that, if if they try to make them one dimensional, it'll be a problem. But what has A and M shown you to say? You know what? Not not ex- excluding last week, excluding last week, any other game they've been coming down nip and tuck the entire way. So it's just one of those things where I look at it and I say Arkansas's got some momentum going, and I've got Pittman believing in that team. And you know, Jimbo, I heard Jimbo the other day talk about their experience. He said, "This isn't a young team. This ain't an experienced team. They've got experience on there in Arkansas." He thinks this is a. I mean, Jimbo. I know. I think Jimbo from where I've heard a little bit of him talk about this game this week, and he's. I think he has his guys understanding, like, "Hey, this is a team that can beat you." I mean, if we don't go in here with the proper respect and fear on a neutral field, on a neutral site, this is a team that can beat you. Like I said, last year, I mean, this was a back-and-forth type of game, and A&M just made a couple more plays and ended up winning the game by like seven, I think, seven or ten or something like that. So, um, I, yeah, What I did Michael Griffin say? What did Michael Griffin say about the safety for Arkansas? He thinks he's a first-day, first-round draft pick, Catalan. Wow. And he's going to be out there looking at that that – player right there making plays tomorrow in that game okay all right man there you go and the other one that i had on the college scene uh well i kind of talked about it was the ucla which i think is a big a big deal in regards to their matchup there were a few ones out there you know um it's going to be interesting they they did make the foundation uh list in regards to uh lsu uh and mississippi state um, you know, I think LSU is, you know, they, they kind of got, you know, they were displaced. They had the hurricane. Um, they kind of went through that and then they got really kind of embarrassed and, and we won for that most part. And then they bounced back and they won two games against lesser opponents. This is a road game, all road SEC games and no joke. That's one of the hardest things to do in college football is win a road SEC game. So it's going to be interesting how LSU comes back. Cause the one thing about coach O, even though he might be, his seat might be getting warmed. His guys really do respond to him after losses and kind of tough situations. I mean, going back to the championship year a little bit before that and building on it, he doesn't have the talent that he did that year, but the, the the kind of fight is in there as well. So that's something I'm looking forward to that game as well too. So we'll get to more of the picks here in a little bit. Um, making the transition before we get to Michael, making the transition a little bit hard, looking at the NFL side. I mean, we Monday we'll get into the Dallas game. We'll break that because they got Monday night football against Philly. They got somebody else on protocol, COVID. <laughs> they just got another, what was it, defensive, uh, defensive lineman, I think, or offensive Man, lineman? 
Look, man, this this team can't they can't get out their own way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I, the injury, the, I'm not saying you go in there, but the injury bug and the COVID, I, I'm not I'm not ready to get at to Dallas just yet. I they they go. I understand that they've gone through some adversity. I mean, to me, they'll definitely be without. They're going to be without Amari Cooper that game, right? That no, game. they oh, haven't said anything yet. Oh, they, haven't they haven't said, said anything. anything yet. All right, well, we said yet on Cooper. All right, well, we'll got time to break that one down on Monday. But if you look at some of the other games, this NFL, I told you all week, without a doubt, the game of the week is really the Tampa Bay Bucks and the St. Louis Rams. Okay, which that one did make the foundation play. I'll let you know that one a little bit. But for that particular game, keep in mind with Jared Goff. Okay, the Rams beat this team last year. All right. I, you know, I think, that, you know, this is the thing when you have Tom Brady and the GOAT and you are the defending champs, everybody, even the bottom feeders, the middle feeders, you're going to get their best every week. Okay, there's two teams that that is going to happen to this year. That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Those two teams are going to get everybody's best every week. And, and with this game being in, the site of the Super Bowl. Now, this is me and your Super Bowl picking. You know, it's crazy. I thought about it even before when I thought it was coming down to them and the 49ers when I was torn. I was like, you know what? It's like the triple crown in, in horse racing. We went like 40-some years or whatever it was, 30 without seeing a triple crown winner. Then we end up seeing two of them in a span of five years. We went from a long time for nobody ever having a home team hosting the Super Bowl at home, and we might be on the verge of having it happen back-to-back years. Now, we're a long way to go. We're speeding on that, but this will be a playoff-type, atmosphere-type of game, all right? Um, you know, Antonio Brown's in COVID protocol. He's going to be out. You know, I think they're good enough to overcome that, but make no mistake about it. Keep in mind, Jalen Ramsey is taking somebody out of this game. He's going to whoever the whoever the receiver, whether it's Gooden or Goodwin, whether they, he's big because I think Jalen's big enough to to kind of like shat in this in this year where Gronk's at. And I know he's off to a decent start, but where he's at in his career, if they want him to kind of handle Gronk on some. So you got to eliminate you're going to eliminate one of the weapons. And then you have probably the best defensive player in the game that's going to be disrupting a little bit of the offensive line. And we said it after the Dallas game hard in week one. I really do think there is some there is some holes in Tampa secondary that I think McVay and Matthew Stafford is going to have on their radar. And make no mistake about it, they've got weapons and woods and all that kind of stuff. But it seems like, you know, it seems like Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford doing a lot of pillow talk at night on Saturday and Friday night. That seems like he's – it seems like that's his favorite guy to go to at Cooper Cup. But how do, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, but I'm sitting here trying to figure this part of it, of it out. You know, you were talking about taking – you know, Jalen Ramsey's going to be able to take one of those guys out. You got Mike Evans. You got – uh, Yeah, I mean, he's going to be able to take out one, but those other two are just as dangerous. And then I was wondering this. Is this a game where Leonard Fournette, finally shows up and, oh, and does point. something during this break, you know, cause there's going to be an opportunity for them to move the ball. And then the biggest question for me, Matthew Stafford has never had teammates like he has right now. Yeah. This is what we've talked about. This is an opportunity for what we see as our Super Bowl team in the Rams yeah. being able to get there. This is his first time on a big stage with this 
type yeah. of pressure. So yeah. I'm really interested to see of how he's going to play under this type of pressure with these weapons. Yeah, because this game is uh, – because if I'm not mistaken, Packers and 49ers is the Sunday night game, NBC, right? I believe that, so. I think so, they, I wish that they would put this it, one. Right, that's what I wanted to make sure to double check. I'm pretty sure I think it's the Packers and 49ers for the Sunday night game. And I wonder is this one of those 3 o'clock game call? Who has this, Fox or CBS? The, the, the it's, it's Fox, it right? Fox, yeah, because they're both yeah. NFC teams. So this is so this has to yeah, be yeah three twenty five on Fox. This Joe Buck. And, okay, I'm gonna say this has to be Troy and Joe's call on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll get they made the foundation picks, but we'll get into that as well too. But no, that's and I got to before we move on to that game because you said something about Ramsey. I got a question for you. When we get back before we move to other games, and we'll get to Mike's phone call too. When we get back, you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Beto's. If you're looking for a place for alternative to Mexican food, Beto's is your place. Also, keep in mind, they're located off of Broadway, and now they've just introduced where they have a brunch seven days a week as well, too. They're celebrating serving great Latin food in the San Antonio area for over 20 years. That is Beto's, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, man, before I get to – well, yeah, well, before we get to Mike's call, let me – before I forget, okay, on that Tampa, before we leave that Tampa and Rams game. Okay, so in, in, in that radio Raheem that's over on the defensive coordinator for the Rams, isn't it Raheem Morris? <laughs> radio Raheem. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. if Raheem comes ask you, Harge, and you're in the defensive meeting and y'all got to choose – who, who are you putting Jalen Ramsey on majority of the game? Who's his assignment out of those guys that we were talking about on Tampa's side? I, w- I would probably say Gronk because that's say Gronk? Brady's safety. That's his safety belt. Okay. That's his safety belt. I think they got another uh, defensive back, Williams, I believe is his name, that he and Jalen Ramsey don't give up deep passes. Like, they lock you up. Yeah. So, I would say Gronk because just because of the fact that Brady likes – to use Gronk, especially in money situations. Yeah, and I think what I think what Bruce Aarons and the the gang and Byron Left, which is going to have to and Brady, uh, they're going to have to really be aware and find out where he's at on the field because Raheem is moving him around. You know, when he played under you know Wade Phillips and then their other D quarter, they kind of put him traditional corner. Raheem is coming in and really moving him sometimes on the line. Sometimes in the back, using him to rush. Sometimes a pass. I mean, they're really getting him in exotic situations uh, across the board. Okay, well, I was. And he's curious. a big dude too. And no, he's a big dude. He so is. who would you put him on? Who would you put him on? I would probably say that's a. I see what you're on Gronk, but I'm going to probably say with no Antonio Brown, I would have to say that I've got to get. I've got to get good. I probably would have to go good. Uh, Goodwin. Because it's either going to be him or Evans. I, and, and I think Goodwin right. is probably getting a little bit more, no disrespect to Mike Evans, but I think Goodwin is getting a little bit more of that chemistry with Tom. And I think Goodwin's route running and being able to get open is a little bit better where Mike Ev- Mike is kind of like on that deep threat, like the deep threat and then get in the red zone. You know, he's a big target for the red zone. But if we're talking about hash to hash and all that, it's close between Goodwin and probably uh, – 
Mike Evans, but I'm going to lean to a good one. I would put Ramsey on Goodwin to take him out. You know, um, yeah. I think he has better hands, a little bit better hands than Mike Evans as well, too. So, but this should be a good one. But like I said, the Rams beat him last year with golf, and they understand this is who they got to go through if they want to make history back to back and host that in that SoFi Stadium where we have who's that that told us parking was horrible? I think I forgot who we, that was Jim Alexander. That's right. Jim yeah. from yeah. LA Times yeah. told us parking was crazy. And I saw that shot of the blimp shot on the show. I was like, damn, that parking is there on top of that in that LA traffic. <laughs> but anyway, all right, man, let's go to the phones here. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760. What's up, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, two NFL teams right quick. Uh, I want to talk about uh, what I seen last night with the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston, Houston's in big trouble. Yeah, from what I see, um, Houston, they, when they do decide to, uh, to release uh, Deshaun Watson, they better uh, go, for, uh, go for about five or six players uh, because they need some serious help on the offense side and the defensive side of uh, Houston, Texas. They better, they better get their value for Deshaun Watson when they do release him because they, they already they don't, they don't release too many of their players, and they're not going nowhere. Now, and I want to talk about the New Orleans Saints right quick and the uh, quarterback uh, for them. And I want to say this. Uh, I didn't like what I seen last week, and I didn't like what I saw in week number one either when he threw for five touchdowns and less than 200 yards passing. That wasn't a good performance on either week as far as I'm concerned. And, I want, and I'm anxious to see what New England Patriots do with him on defense because if he continues to throw uh, uh, interceptions like he did when he was with Tampa Bay, he's going to find himself on the bench because uh, Sean Payton is not going to put up with that. And I'd like to know what you have to say about that. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I thought his performance in week one was on point. I mean, I think obviously, and I said this earlier in the week, there's not a team in the last 15 years, in my opinion, that's gone through more adversity, uncontrollable adversity than the New Orleans Saints off the field. From going back from Hurricane Katrina, going back from another hurricane, going back to a horrible play call, going back to injuries, losing Drew Brees, the whole deal. It, it just is what it is. So I think that performance against Carolina was more about – being displaced still away from home, and not only that, that situation to where they had eight coaches out. They had eight coaches out, and that makes a difference in the NFL. I know people say, well, you still has Sean Payton. This ain't basketball, man. Your position coach, whatever, that's different. I, he had a bad performance, but no, I don't think anywhere close he's getting close to 30 interceptions or whatever he had under Tampa. That's not happening with Sean Payton. Um, it is an interesting game with them going into Foxborough. Um, I, you know, normally I would sit there and say a team that's not coached by Bill Belichick, maybe the Patriots are looking past and looking next week to Tampa Bay and Tom coming home, which those tickets are ridiculous, by the way. Uh, and Gillette, I mean, those tickets in the nosebleed, they're going for like a minimum up top, you know, by the banners and everything. They got about $1,000 per ticket. And Tommy's coming home. And it was even more spicy that, that Guerrero is trainer getting loose lips. You know, everybody coming to Bill Bay. His daddy, Tom's dad, and, and you know, Tom kind of co-signed for him today. They had to ask him. I was like, well, when people care about you, they stand up. Man, you the one delivering the message, man. They're your ghostwriters. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, <laughs> they ghostwriting for you, man. But anyway, but but you don't have to worry about a Belichick team coming. That's an interesting team, a game. Um, I can see that. I can see Saints winning that. But also, Mac Jones, man, they, he's going to get that offense. And New England going to get better and better every week because they're not going to ask him to do – that much or so much per se, I say that. Um, another one, Harge, is Justin Fields in Chicago. Justin getting his first start. And the question I've been wanting to ask the panel all week, but we just hadn't been able to get it in, is the fact that we talked about yesterday, 20 years, Tom Brady that day, Mo Lewis. Does Andy Dalton get his job back? 
Because I'm hearing yes. mixing it. Because I'm hearing that as soon as he's healthy, he's got to go back in. Now, Justin Fields play because I believe you're going to see a spike on the Chicago's defense. Started a little bit last week against Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. And I do think Cincinnati needs to go. Joe Burrow. Joe yeah, Burrow. Joe Burrow. And, and I think also Cincinnati, when we talk about that game, we talked about too in Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Cincinnati should have 20 scouts at that game this, this weekend. Okay. Get Joe Burrow some help, Flip. They should have 20 scouts in that damn stadium in that game for the offensive linemen. But back to that particular game in Chicago coming. So you think he does, Hard? You think Andy gets his job back? Oh, for sure. Because I, I, here, here's the reason. The Chicago Bears line is not that good. So why are you going to have my man going out there seeing ghosts? You don't put him out there. I don't care how agile he is. I don't care about none of that. The reality is now that teams have an opportunity to game plan for Justin Will. I mean Justin Fields. And you know as well as I do, once they start getting film on you, you're going to go through an adjustment period. Yeah. You you said it yourself. You talked about how, mm-hmm. you know, you start to see different defenses start to happen. I was with yeah. a buddy of mine before and he's a huge Bears fan, and he he gave your boy Vic Vangio props. Ever since he left, it's been a little bit different. Mac ain't as quick as he was. He wasn't in those positions to where he was able to make that happen. And so putting that pressure on that young player in Chicago, which is why Nagy is trying to curtail the expectations, because don't forget, Nagy was with um, Andy Reid. Yeah. With Patrick Mahomes and kept him under the wraps because he was better than Alex Smith. Everybody saw it, but they yeah. kept saying, "Just wait your time. You, you learn the league first, and then get yourself in there to play." Well, when we get back, um, before we move to that game, I want to add um, Odell's back, and you know Jarvis Landry's out this week, but Odell's back, and I'm gonna tell you this: there's a little pressure coming on in regards to the game because I tell you the defensive side is going to play for Justin Fields and I, the defense side we need to go to the other team in Cleveland because the expectations for this defense team I was high on them and they quiet as a church mouse through two games okay <laughs> Miles Garrett showing up with his shirt off and all that man get a sack man you and uh, your boy over there that was asking for so much money and uh, what's my man's name um, Clowney Clowney come on man you know, I got a guy up there in Colorado coming off ACL injury, man. Got three strikes, three sacks, damn it, through two games, man. Get it going. But pressure. I want to talk about Odell coming back all of a sudden before we leave that game. Listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Also, today's show is being presented by Eight Sky and Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Don't, don't forget two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. They have a lot of different flavors and variety as well as mixes, and also now they have their ready pre-made alcoholic drinks and at your local liquor stores. Make sure you go pick those up in different flavors as well, too. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so um, I'm going to get to the foundation picks because I can kind of talk about a couple of these games that made it that I want to kind of end in there. Like I said, we're coming off a five-in-one week. Uh, you know, some weeks I'm going to give you probably only two, three picks. Some weeks I'm going to give you six. Some people weeks might even just give you one. That's usually always give a standard six. But sticking with the NFL before I get into the college because I can kind of break these down because this is on my radar. The next game, well, real quick on that Cleveland game. It didn't make the foundation picks, but – 
Look, I told Jonas this, whether he likes to hear it or not, and I'm not saying it's fair. Okay, Jarvis Landry's out, and that's a big part of what Cleveland does. Um, the defensive side has underachieved. They have. I, I was high on this defense. I was high on the secondary. They haven't recorded a lot of pressure of sacks. It's only two weeks, okay, but they've got a lot. Of, and trust me, I've had Joe Woods on my sideline. He was burped in Denver, okay? He's a brother. I don't like black-on-black black crime, but let me tell you, sometimes Joe Woods, <laughs> through Mason, after four or five weeks, Joe Woods can come very predictable. I just say, okay, he just ordered a glass like, hey, man, hey, I like Joe, but trust me, when he got Wade, I was thinking, thank God, Joe. Hey, sorry, brother, you know, but come going. But anyway, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. It, this is how it's going to go. Jarvis is out. Ironically, now they're, they've been handling Odell with gloves. Now Odell's going to give it a go. I'm going to tell you this right now. They made the playoffs last year. Baker Mayfield started to get some credit because everything was getting spread around. Kareem was going. If Odell comes back and they find themselves in a stretch where they lose maybe one out of two, maybe two in a row, or they just struggle and barely win games, fair or not, the finger's going to get pointed at Odell and the phones are going to start ringing and the speculation's going to start ringing. He's been out last year for his ACL. Like Jonah said, he got this ACL on trying to make a tackle after an interception by Baker, but the offense took off. When he got out of the huddle, that's just facts. I know he's like down there. He could come back and ball. I, I don't know. He could come back and just say, hey, man, this is a special team. He could ball out, whether Jarvis Landry's there or not. But if it goes sour, whether the defense can't make stops or whatever, that's the thing. Because keep in mind, Chicago is going to play Sunday for Justin Fields. I don't know how long it's going to last, but their defense, from both sides of the field for this kid's first start, they're going to basically go ahead and play. And I'm just going to tell you, I think if he's successful, I don't know if Andy gets his job back. Promises are mean to, made to be broken. And it ain't nothing Andy can really do. He's getting paid like, hey, man, you know, we got presidents that lie to us all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like if the organ say, hey, man, sign with us, man. You're going to start. He's had an opportunity, but that's my prediction on that. All right, going forward to the foundation picks, and I'll give it to you on the college side here. Um, the first one up, I, I this team, I mean, I've been following for the last couple of years, but I'm going to go to the the uh, Carrier Dome in Syracuse in Liberty, okay? Uh, too much Malik Willis. Let me tell you something. I think Malik Willis is the best-kept secret in college football at the quarterback position. Preach. Okay? I think Malik Preach. Willis is going to be that guy in the NFL draft come April. That I don't know if Mel Kuyper or Todd Michelle, and I know there. I've heard Todd talk a little bit about him. But when we get to the combine and when we get close to the draft, you're going to hear Malik uh, Willis of a school out of Liberty that I believe is the, the typical type of quarterback to this next generation, and the brother can play. And they're favored by six and a half on Syracuse. Keep in mind, they beat them last year. Syracuse mm -hmm. has gotten a little bit better, you know, deep whatever. but I don't think they can still put up enough points to hang with Liberty. I like Liberty minus the six and a half in the Syracuse Dome. Like I said, if you don't know nothing about Malik Willis, you got to go see him play. That's all I'm going to say. You know, Liberty's you know. a baller team. Hugh Freeze, man. Yeah, Hugh. Freeze Hugh. is someone and, that, that he finds a way to win games, man. And you gotta, And you got to wonder, is this one of these stepping stones for Hugh? You know, Hugh was coaching from the bed, man. He had a serious situation. Hugh didn't want – Hugh was laid up in the bed in the press. But, like, I don't know if he was trying to get back to the SEC or what. But, yeah, Hugh Freeze is over there. But Malik, he found one in them. So, I like them minus six and a half. Uh, San Jose State, okay, at Western Michigan. I know the masses don't pray too much to San Jose State and Western Michigan, but I believe Western Michigan, their defense is a little bit better. I like their quarterback a little bit too. They're, they're catching two and a half 
uh, at home. I like Western Michigan to go ahead and cover that as well, too. And then the last one that I'm going to say, I alluded to it earlier, is LSU on the road at Mississippi State getting two and a half. I, I think they can carry some momentum. I think they're good enough. I mean, this is not the LSU time. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game, but I'm going to catch that number at two and a half. So that's Liberty minus six and a half. That's uh, Western Michigan uh, minus two and a half and LSU minus two and a half. Now to the NFL side, and we can talk about this game. The other good game on the schedule this week is the Chargers going to Arrowhead. Okay, Char, this is a big AFC West matchdown matchup. Uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes in the Patrick Mahomes area. I don't think they've lost two games in a row. I don't think so. Uh, you know, Kansas City. I think Chargers. This is one of those that until Kansas City's defense shows me and Spag can fix this running problem, I think they're going to be in a lot of games. You know, before September of last year with Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City had covered like 14 out of 17 games. Since last September, Kansas City is 1-11-1 against the spread. They're getting seven points at home to the Chargers. I think if it wasn't for the Patrick Mahomes aura and the phenom of Patrick Mahomes, I think this line would probably be like four and a half. I like the Chargers on the road at plus seven, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game outright if they haven't approved the defense. I mean, at least the run. I mean, there's nothing you can do from a bros and joes. I told y'all that, but can they slow down the Chargers in that way? But that's a big monster matchup in the AFC West, and I like the Chargers plus seven. When we get back, we'll get to the other final two picks. I'll get to Harge has a couple NFL, another college he might have. We'll make sure we verify his picks. Get touch on a couple of these games before we get out of here. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, and today's show was presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by the LaHood Law Firm. Keep in mind, the LaHood Law Firm, they have a combined over 82 years of experience. They can help you with any criminal matter whatsoever, but they also specialize in DUI, white-collar crimes, weapon charges, probation violations. And the main thing is if you give them a call, they'll give you a free consultation. The number is 210-797-7700. That is the LaHood Law Firm, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. Got to keep on using. All right. Listen up. So I left you with the college side, and right there on the Chargers and KC, I'm going to take the Chargers plus the seven. And also, I'm going to go with, look, the Raiders. This is a game. Miami's coming in. You know, Jacoby Brissett, I hope he can have a good show. I don't know, but I think Raiders, Derek Carr is playing out of his mind right now, and I think the Raiders, due to the fact that, you know, they started 4-0 and or 5-0 and or something like that last year, they started off hot, then they failed off. I think that's in the mind. I'm still not sold on this defense really altogether, but I'm giving Gus Bradley a lot of credit. But I just think Miami, the, the morale is gone from this team. I mean, the, the way the offseason was handled, I keep saying that. Two was out. This was a 10-win team, but they've gone backward, and I don't think they fix it in the desert out there in Las Vegas. The um, Vegas Raiders, this was like at four, four and a half. It's gotten down to three and a half. I like the Raiders to cover that at home. And the last one's the monster one. The last one's the monster one, the L.A. Rams and Tampa. 
Everybody of Vegas is begging you to take Tommy in that one and a half. Like, oh, only one and a half? Hell yeah. Not so fast, my friends. The Rams at home plus one and a half. I like them to go ahead and cover that as well, too. So that's Chargers plus seven, Raiders minus three and a half, and the L.A. Rams plus one and a half. That's your foundation picks. They'll probably be tweeted out again tomorrow. Make sure you follow me on Twitter or on Instagram. And, Harge, who do you have? Did you have anybody for the NFL side? I got your college ones. Who did you have for the NFL side? Anybody? Well, I know that uh, you're a little – you got a situation at the house that likes the Colts, but yes. I'm not feeling them. That's, they're, they're about to be 0-3. I'm glad you They're about you to be 0-3. I'm going with the Titans. I think the Titans found something last week when they went up there and played against the 12th man and, and handled their business. So I got the Titans running the ball and doing the things that they need to do. They cover the five, okay. and I got them covering that. And I'm going against you on this other side. Okay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay okay. to get that win. And I my pick is still no, I feel the you. Rams no, to be in the Super Bowl, the yeah, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. Okay. I'm going with Tampa Bay to cover I, the point. I'm glad you brought the Colts game. Um, I did, you know, I did want to bring that up, and this is what I say. That one almost made my board, but this is the thing. I think Carson Wentz was spotted at practice, and we know he's got two bad ankles. I think he's really going to give it a go because this is the deal. I think the first two – these are the – if they go 0-3 and 0-1 and in the division and drop an 0-2 – I think that there's probably some problems early with that coaching staff for the Kippers. This is the talented team, and this is the thing. Under the Frank Wright era, and even going back to Chuck Pagano, these are the games that the Colts, especially in division, when their back's up against the wall, two-game winning streaks, the losing streaks, excuse me, they step up. I was close to go with them. I, that's not an official pick, but if Carson Wentz plays, because I believe Tennessee, their weakness is still pass rush. Tennessee doesn't have a dominant pass rush. These first two opponents the Colts have played has been able to get after Carson Wentz. I think the offensive line steps up, plays a little more attention to detail. If Tennessee can't get home, I think Colts, a desperate Colt team with a division, they know if they go 0-3 and 0-1 in the division and two of those first games they lost are at home, that's a tough hole to climb out of. You need about two shovels and some help to dig out of that. I, if Carson Wentz plays, I would probably lean probably a small lean from them to cover and maybe win outright. But if they don't, if they don't win this game, it's going to be tough for them to go. And and if it wasn't for Carson Wentz accused Nelson's injury at preseason, I probably would have had the Colts instead of my Pats pick as being a Super Bowl favorite. But this is a this is a big game, and Tennessee's got to keep that momentum as well, also. Um, so explain to me how my man's going to be able to move around if he got busted that's ankles a, but, but on that's both the thing. sides. Hard. It takes one tackle. I got you. It takes one tackle. I got you. Thing called a needle, you're going to shoot that up, and your line's going to sit mm-hmm. there and say, side to side, quick reads out to Fred T- uh, to, to my man Taylor. Mac might see some action. They're going to have to lean on the run game. But, hey, if they don't do that, you're going to two quarterbacks and Hundley and then that. I'll probably take Carson Wentz with 70% right. in Easton before those two against Tennessee and a must win. All right, man, that's a wrap for the day and week. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mike Hard. Special thanks to Sandspin, the one and twos, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off Monday morning for you the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all next week.
Take charge of your health with Johns Hopkins Medicine's A Woman's Journey. Join us virtually on Saturday, November 13th between 10 a.m. and 12.15 p.m. to learn about the latest advances in women's health from Johns Hopkins physicians. Attend two seminars from colon cancer in black women to early signs of memory loss. Gather with friends and family and walk away feeling empowered. A Woman's Journey is health education for all of us. To register or learn more, visit hopkinsmedicine.org slash a woman's journey or call 410-955-8660.